0: To another episode of Sharing Knowledge. My name is Kevin Vondro, Chief Lending Officer at Westfield Bank, and host of the series. Today we're going to be talking about digital transformation in the future of innovation. So please join us. So we, before we jump into our, our, our questions today, I'd like to introduce our guests. First, we have Diana Meglin with V2 Technology and Luann Unruh with Environmental Design Group. Thank you both for joining us here today. Thanks, Kevin. And, Thanks, Kevin. and Diana, why don't you tell us a little bit about your job and your role at, at V2 Technology and, and what you do?
1: Yeah, at V2 Technology, we provide end-to-end IT services for mid-market, small to mid-range companies. Um, we do everything from help desk support, infrastructure solutions, and, and really the gap is strategy, like how to take businesses forward with their solutions. So the topic today is, is perfect for us.
0: So Diana, why don't you tell us what you do personally?
1: Sure, for V2, I am the Director of Service Delivery and Business Operations, so I help really drive the customer experience and help support all the operations and business processes that we have in place. Um, I bring to V2 25 years of automotive and transportation experience across several areas, supply chain, sales, project management, engineering. Um, so I've been able to really help shape V2 into what it's going to do in the future.
0: Great. So that'll be helpful today as we talk about digital transformation and how you can re- relate those experiences to that. Well, Ann, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and what your job and, and role is?
2: Yes. Environmental Design Group is a planning, design, and engineering firm. Uh, we really focus on how do we impact people and communities in a pos- positive way. Um, we've been in business for more than 37 years and I'm really excited to be here today to... Participate in this conversation,
0: and, and Luanne, why don't you tell us a little bit more what you do at, at Environmental Design Group? What your what your personal role is there?
2: Yes, I have been with the firm for 32 years. I currently serve as the Chief Strategy Officer and Managing Principal of the operational side of the business. So I'm responsible for client development strategy and growth strategy for the firm. In addition to leading and directing the operation teams under accounting and finance, marketing and business development, human resources, administration, and IT.
0: A lot of roles, and and hopefully that'll give you a lot of experience and and help us really cover what we want to talk about today, and that's digital transformation. And that's a broad topic, so I guess I want to open up, what does digital transformation mean to each one of you? And and give us your feedback on that. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll start with you, Diana. What does is, what is digital transformation mean, and, and how do you relate that to, to businesses?
1: Yeah, I mean, really, it's that next level of continuous improvement. Um, you know, It's kind of taking all the solutions out there and transforming the businesses to really be in a position to grow. And so you know, continuous improvement's been around for a long time, but it's, it's really taken
2: it to the next level. Um, so um, that's what it means to me.
0: OK, great. Well, Andy, did you want to add anything to that?
2: To me, digital transformation is more about how do you take existing processes or uh, project delivery methods and really improve that through automation to create um, efficiencies throughout the organization.
0: So we talk about digital transformation, maybe talk about how how it's different for an IT company versus a company that's gonna be like business to consumer. So Luann, we'll, we'll start with you. On, on that
2: one so our business is really based on relationships and I think one of the things that um, technology and digital transformation has done is really taught us different ways on how to tell our story to even a bigger crowd so with communication we have multiple generations now entering the workforce and I think the ability to adapt to different communication techniques techniques, and digital transformation has really helped advance the way that we can connect to our clients, to our associates, and to a bigger audience um, for now and into the future.
0: It's 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 almost providing solutions for businesses to provide products and services to their customers more conveniently. Uh, Diana, why don't you tell us really how how digital transformation has become so relevant in, in our lives today?
1: especially, um, you know, with with technology advancing so much, um, you know, uh, V2, we really have to stay at the forefront of all the technology that's out there. Um, You know, we are, um, you know, that's what we do. We have to bring solutions to our customers. We have to know what's happening out there. So our My CIO framework um, helps guide our CIOs and CTOs to say, you know, here's everything that's in all these spaces so that then we can help our customers with the right solutions to help transform digitally.
0: And, and it's funny how you say you have to stay at the, the forefront almost on, on technology or, or just on, a, on the whole evolution of, of the digital process. I, I know if you're not careful, you'll get left behind. And. And, and a lot of times I, I feel almost like my father um, when, when I was younger and the VCR was blinking 12 and he'd come in and, and ask Kevin, come on in and change the time for me. Mm-hmm. If you're not careful, you can fall into that trap. So it's important that you know, as things continue to develop and evolve that we stay on that forefront and, and out in front of that um, just so that we can remain relevant. When we talk about digital transformation, there's a lot of co- components to it. And really, I think it comes down to seven components. And that's researching and collecting information. It's then it's enhancing that customer experience. It's fostering innovation from within the company. And then it's leveraging modern technologies. And then from there, it could be upgrading systems and processes and then reskilling your workforce. And then finally, I think the key is aligning leadership and culture that allow for that, that digital future. So, as we look at those steps, let's start to, from the beginning and, and really focus on that first one. And, and I think it's researching and, and collecting data. Um, can you give us an example, and I'll, and I'll ask you, Diana, how your business goes about doing that as far as collecting data for, for customers and, and how to make that relevant?
1: So the data science field has exploded in the last like five to 10 years. You know, previous, you maybe had analysts around, but the whole data science field and needing data to help drive. Um, Predictive models has been huge. So um, in my past experience, you know, one of the challenges we had, we were trying to predict buying habits of of consumers. So it was tire purchases. So when does a consumer need to buy tires? And so we were able to partner with our customer to look at dealership data across the whole country and predictively indicate, you know, when does a consumer need to buy tires? But then what that also did for the customer was say, Here's when they need all these other parts and services. So it also it helped us as a company, but it also helped the other cu- the customer and sell all their other parts and service business. So um, you know, predictive modeling and getting data to drive decisions is huge.
0: You're talking to businesses. A lot of times they have access to a lot of data, but is it really relevant data? And if it is, do they know what to do with it? And I don't know if you want to, you want to comment on that or expand on, on what Diana says is really the importance of data and, and making it relevant and, and how to use it uh, appropriately.
2: Yeah, so I can add to that um, with us, you know, data and analytics and research is a part of what we do. I mean, there are a lot of civil engineers in the building and they are driven by kind of the data and research component. I would say that we, um, we have two industry-specific experts in our space with ZWAG and PSMJ that also provide a lot of data from a benchmarking and statistic perspective on some of the financial marketing um, and operational data that we use. So I, I think that it's, it's important because we use that data to not be the tool to use to make decisions, but it certainly becomes part of the decision-making process. Uh, a lot of forecasting, and like Diana said, you know, predictive models. Uh, we do that on a, a continual basis.
0: And, and I think, you know, like as you collect data, it, it kind of leads into our next stop, and that's enhancing that customer experience. And as customers' buying behaviors have changed, how important is that, you know, like that the digital trans- transformation and, and adapting behaviors to that. I mean, it's becoming more and more e-commerce, right? People are, are, are buying things more and more online versus going in person. So you know, like how, how important is it, or, or how do customers have to adapt to meet their, their needs?
2: Yeah, so for us, we recently, at the end of 2019, we, we launched a inform, or a formal client experience program which both included internal client experience as well as external client experience. And so for us, again, feedback for us is critical, both from the client's perspective and from our associate's perspective. We take that feedback, Um, sometimes it's feedback you don't wanna hear, but it's important to gather the feedback and then even more important to uh, have a follow-up plan with that feedback. In, in the society that we are today and with, you know, buying behaviors changing so um, quickly, I think it's critical to continue to tell the story of how you're adding value to your clients. And so, you know, there's lots of engineering firms in Akron, Ohio, um, in Northeast Ohio. And so how are we, being different that the client is going to want to choose us over the person next door who's just as qualified. So really it's listening um, to our clients. It's um, basically you know, getting the feedback on a consistent basis and then reacting to the feedback positively or negatively.
0: You brought up an interesting point is you're talking about internal customers and external customers. And I think a lot of times businesses don't think about that or, or realize that maybe your sales team or, or, or like your your, your your team that deals with customers is dependent on inside processes or procedures or people and they're actually the customers are there. So, so in order to provide that great customer experience, you're going to have to provide good customer service both internally and externally so that it just works its way out to the end customer or end user.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Diana, did you want to add on anything else as far as enhancing the, the customer experience and, and digital transformation?
1: Yeah, one of the things that V2 did when, we, when I first started was we implemented a new customer scorecard. So we wanted to make sure we were getting the value, as Luann had indicated, you know, out to our customers about what we're doing for them on a regular basis. So that was a big initiative that we had put in place and really kind of take our, took our data and transformed it into something that we could communicate to our customers on a consistent basis. And then from there it's just evolved um, and you know we've gotten great feedback on that and i think that um it's going a long way for us
0: the next thing when, when you look at or, or the step in, in digital transformation is, is really fostering innovation um and, and when you think about that and and danny could you give us examples maybe uh have you seen companies or your company foster innovation internally
1: yeah i mean we've all got processes that are I don't wanna say antiquated, but old and broken or manual or whatever. So um, we've taken a deep dive on things that are duplicate effort, things that, you know, where someone's entering time in different places, or, you know, um, and tried to reduce that duplication by moving toward more sophisticated um, dashboards and really using like the Microsoft Power BI tools to help us take a, manual tracking process and turning into uh, data and information that we can use consistently every day to manage the business. So um, we've been able to do it um, in that way.
0: And and I think one of the challenges that you have in companies is people don't like change. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things I've always liked is you have to evolve or go extinct. And so you got to constantly change and evolve to keep up with with innovation and, and technology. Luann, maybe give us some examples of how innovation is encouraged at your company.
2: Yeah, so at Environmental Design Group, I mean, we have had innovation as part of our DNA from, I would say, the beginning of time. And so really, for us, it's not only a top-down approach, but it's also a bottom-up approach as well. So innovation, not only in how we operate the business, but innovation is in a majority of all of the projects that we're involved with and so we have um, in the past we've had team competitions so staff um, forms their own teams and they work on a project so some of the examples of that in the past were uh, driverless city so we put together a little outline and said okay if a community was driverless what would that look like? How would you still provide all of the necessary services and functions of a vibrant city without driving You know, a vehicle? How would you get people from one place to the next? So we've done that. Um, I, another thing is that every year we do provide an associate with uh, what we call the Innovation Impact Award. And for us, innovation could be something as simple as developing an efficiency in an existing process, or it could be as, as large as maybe offering a different service across you know, the entire organization, so.
0: I think it's pretty creative how you, how you incent or motivate people to adapt to that change. The next step in, in, in transformation is leveraging technology. And I'm curious, Diana, um, is, there, is there recent technology that you've taken advantage of or, or seen taken advantage to help with digital transformation?
1: Definitely. Um, the Microsoft 365 suite of products is probably the primary thing I could point to there. You know, everybody has it pretty much. or if you don't have it, you're planning to get it soon. So um, you know, we've used that to really help evolve processes digitally to enhance um, you know all of the efficiencies that we can. So an example of that was, you know, was recently the a common complaint or actually an actual common complaint for ourselves was, onboarding a new person. A new person needs a computer, right? And so um, the complaint from customers was, we can't get it set up right, Um, the person starts and they've got the computer and it doesn't have everything that they need on it. So what we did was we used the Microsoft Power App application to create a workflow that allows the computer to have a checklist Um, Of things that need set up on it and it has a workflow it goes to each person in the process so it helps really manage that whole thing Um, And it's something we're using internally and then it's something that we can just plug and play with our customers to help them manage their whole onboarding process so Microsoft 365 has huge capabilities and it can really advance um, An organization forward.
0: I think one of the traps or or challenges companies may fall into with, with technology is not leveraging it. I mean, they may not have to buy anything new. They already have that, that system or process in place, but they're only using a fraction of, of what the, that system can do. So I think it's important that, you know, like, not only do they, they, they have it and adopt it, but they're actually using it and, and, and invest in people and education around that. When, when we think about uh, technology, and you know, like we've heard Diana talk about some recent Innovations that have come out. Uh, do you see anything on the forefront that you're excited about, or, or, or can't wait to come out? Uh,
2: well, I don't know. I think it goes back to what you said earlier about leveraging existing technologies. So, for us, um, I can give an example about uh, the drones. So, you know, the drones came out, uh, you know, a few years back, and we we had. One person that was passionate about getting their drone pilots through the FAA, and we started using drone technology to basically take photographs of our finished pro- of our finished projects. Um, so more from a marketing perspective. Since that time, uh, we have four drone pilots today, and we've actually use the drone technology to actually provide a project deliverable for one of our service lines. So our construction administration team goes out on site and has to monitor and and provide oversight to the contractors completing the work. And so what we've been able to do is use the drone technology to um, basically be the eyes and ears of the entire project versus just one segment of the project at a time. I mean, obviously, You know, only so many people can be on the project and they can only be watching or overseeing one part of the project at a time. So the drone technology actually has um, provided video documentation of the contractor's activities to the point where it actually helped in one project uh, save the client significant dollars because we had that overarching video documentation to basically say, yeah, the contractor wasn't doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing. So it's been, it's and, and with drone technology, I mean the thing that we're waiting for next. So part of our business is we provide surveying services. So boundary surveys, topo surveys, uh, lot surveys, all types of surveys. And so we are waiting for the technology to advance to basically what we would refer to as survey grade technology from an accuracy perspective. So that way, we're hoping that in the future, we would be able to offset some of the manual labor of the guys being out in the field um, during all types of weather conditions to maybe be able to utilize again, drone technology to provide that survey grade documentation. So we're really excited about that.
0: And you mentioned you're waiting for technology to advance. A lot of times when you think about like automating or streamlining processes, you think it's it, you know, like it's auto-decisioning or it's doing things on its own, but it really isn't. People are decisioning it and, and helping it move along the, the process. And there's been a lot of talk about AI, right? And And is that the next evolution or do you see that coming out? Either one of you as far as helping businesses make decisions or, or simple decisions when you think about that
1: yeah i think in the security space um, the artificial intelligence um, is helping learn people's behaviors such that then it can tweak the security settings to maybe adjust um, so that's that's kind of how i've seen that play in the in the security realm
0: okay i don't know if you've seen anything around that yeah
2: i think that you know there's a lot of buzz if you will around you know autonomous vehicles so again you know training a machine to replace what you know motions a human goes through um, i think autonomous vehicles are really going to um, disrupt in a positive way i think they it's going to disrupt um, kind of the fabric of our communities and give us an opportunity to really kind of take a step back and and maybe help our communities reinvent themselves through repurposing and redevelopment. I mean, if you think about all the infrastructure that's in place, what do you do with all the parking lots? What do you do with all the parking decks? I mean, if you have autonomous vehicles, what happens to all of that infrastructure? It gives us an opportunity to really think about how do we repurpose our urban or even rural communities? Um, to maybe continue to uh, look at ways to really um, create a vibrant place for, you know, for people, whether that be businesses or residents or visitors. This provides us with greater opportunities than what we have had in the past.
0: Great, thanks Luann. The next step in really in digital transformation is upgrading systems and processes. Um, Diana, maybe give us an example where you've seen a pre-existing system that was updated, or process that was updated.
1: Um, so we've had a surge of this in the last probably year or so, um, as businesses have seen um, you know levels kind of flat to down. They're taking time to upgrade. So one of the things V two is currently working on with a project in uh, Northeast Ohio is a materials testing lab. They are looking to update their lab system, and. Um, What they've seen is, or what they had in place, was an old system that was highly customized. uh, And the level of customization was difficult to maintain. So they're looking to upgrade. What we're seeing is that they can do a fresh start cutover to a new system, which allows them to take advantage of -of out-of-the-box functionality versus relying on a system that's highly customized. Um, I think a lot of software in the space has. you know, learned from all of the enhancements over the years such that, you know, customization is a little bit, you know, it's, it's, it's at a lower level and software is coming kind of pre-built, ready to go. So um, we're really excited about this project with this customer um, and it's going to allow them to upgrade more easily in the future and take advantage of those
2: continued um, enhancements to the product.
0: is there anything you wanted to to add to that
2: yeah so we've really been focusing on um, how do we automate and streamline our processes so we have um, actually working with v2 we have developed a lot of workflows to basically take our what i would call paper processes and this was you know obviously driven a lot by the fact that covid was here and we weren't all together in the same building and so how could we take a lot of our paper processes and really automate them through workflows. So again, from an operational perspective, um, that has been a significant, that has had a significant impact on just getting things through the system quicker. um, And really, um, we really are looking to do more of the automation piece.
0: Thanks. As you mentioned, um, updating processes and going paperless, that's been a big initiative of ours at the bank is really, we've had so many processes that are paper driven and just the the expense of, of buying the paper, touching the paper and storing the paper. It's been a big initiative of ours over the last several years, just to go more into a digital uh, atmosphere for, for holding documentation and storing documentation. Like the next step when you think about digital transformation, so we're talking about technology, updating technology, improving processes. The next step in digital in, in enhancement is really reskilling your workforce. So maybe Diana, give us some examples of how you've seen it done, or maybe you've done or at, at V2 as far as invested in, in, in educating or, or improving the, the work skills of your employees.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really see it with our clients. Um, as things have transformed digitally, um, you know, managers who used to have paper reports and have to pull stuff themselves are now getting stuff pushed to them, and so they're having to, f- you know, learn new ways to manage their teams, new ways to manage their all, all their workforce, um, and the business. So um, I'm really seeing the shift for rescaling workforce more in the management level because they're suddenly having to. Um, design how they want to see things. Maybe they were used to like taking a report and manipulating it. Um, now they're actually getting pre-built things out of Power BI or other tools pushed to them. And so um, it, it's a change, but it's also helping them manage the business better. So um, I think we're seeing great strides there.
0: Well, Anne, why don't you tell us how you invest in talent to help with digital transformation, or your, or your company does?
2: for us uh, we do that a variety of different ways Uh, one of the things that we do is we really focus on um, kind of developing our workforce from the bottom up so we use a lot of um, interns we also are a part of a program called the all akron area high school uh, stem program so every summer we uh, we have anywhere from two to maybe four high school students that are interested in STEM, and we are working with them um, at a very entry-level position, but introducing them to different technologies that, again, are affecting or are involved in in what we do in the engineering um, industry. We use a lot of external resources as well to help us with kind of technology um, and training and development with our existing staff.
0: Oh, that's great knowing that you may not have all the skill or knowledge internal it's important that you may need to rely on an external party to, to help you out with that and I, I thought it was key that you brought up working with interns too right it's, it's not only bringing in new talent but it's helping them develop um, another thing you mentioned was was the bottom-up approach and i think that really leads to our, our next step in digital transformation about leadership right from the top down so how important is it Aligning that leadership and culture for digital future and maybe you can comment on that.
2: I think it's critical I mean, I think you know There's a saying that if you're not growing you become stagnant, right? And so I think you can you can apply that To technology as well if you're not always looking for how do you advance or enhance your existing platforms or your digital? processes, I, I think at some point you're, you're going to get passed by. I mean, it's just the time of, of where we are and it's where the future is headed. So for us, we actually have that as part of our annual strategic plan. So leadership in the organization goes through an annual strategic planning process. And whether you want to call it digital transformation or innovation, we kind of drive it through um, our strategic planning process. In addition to that, I mean, how do you get, you know, the buy-in and participation then from staff? And that, to me, is is the missing piece in some of the businesses is, you know, we as leaders, we don't have all the answers. And so, leverage and utilize your staff, whether they're young or whether they've been there for, you know, 10 years. Utilize your staff to get ideas, to get suggestions, to get input. and listen to them, and, and don't be afraid, or don't, um, you know, don't discount what they have to say. So we really take a collaborative approach when it comes to um, how do we instill it into our culture, and how are we consistently looking at, you know, what's next.
0: No, I, I think that's key. Getting input from all employees because I think they can get more buy-in. Right? They're part of the process. They're part of that solution. Yeah, so they definitely are going to are going to buy into that. Um, Diana is there anything that you do as far as at your company or or you've seen other companies work uh, on whether it's team building topics or, or activities to help foster that that innovation?
1: Yeah, um, you know my previous experience um, we used to have this process we went through when we were trying to generate solutions to a problem. Um, it was, it's actually called the IDEO process, but it's its basically a how might we question is posed, and then it, it's like a rapid brainstorming slash rapid solutions development tool that um, can take a group of maybe naysayers and people with different opinions and bring them together under a topic, and then together they work toward a solution for whatever the, the business challenge is. So it's, I've used it in the past, it's very effective at quickly getting to um, a rapid solution to a problem.
0: That's good. And, and the key, I think you said, alignment. You got you to be aligned to be able to move forward mm-hmm. um, in this process. Now, we, we talked a lot today um, about digital transformation and, and all the steps that are involved in it. I guess I'm going to ask each one of you, like, what advice would you give a company that is just going down this path, right? They're just starting down this digital transformation. And it's a big journey. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what advice would you give them?
2: I would say the first thing is document your processes so if in order to use technology to accomplish something you have to understand the process on paper first Um, and so I think that's a critical step if you you don't understand how things flow or uh, where things need to go to next then I don't know how you can integrate uh, the automation piece or even technology to help you um, complete that, that process. So that, to me, I think is, is where we started way back in the day of let's at least get things documented on paper and then let's look at how do we automate, how do we streamline, and how do we use technology to do those things.
0: Diane, is there anything you wanted to add to that? I, I guess as companies are going down that journey of, of digital transformation, because it is a journey. Um, Any advice you can give those businesses?
1: Um, Sure. You know, process mapping is is great. I love that. Um, I'm an engineer, so I love starting with that. And I think once you understand that, then um, there's so many solutions out there. Really try to understand the need. Um, You know, sometimes we are quick to pick a software package that can help us, but we don't necessarily understand the gaps that we're trying to solve for. So I think that's really important um, to kind of marry the two together. Additionally, you know, I'd say start small, especially if you're, you know, maybe you haven't had an implementation in a while, is pick a quick win that you can get, maybe get the change management happening and get the, you know, if the team needs to be motivated toward the change. Because um, the change management aspect of technology is often overlooked, but it's a, a huge part of helping organizations transform digitally.
0: It, it, it is a digital world, and it's going to continue to evolve down that path when we look at it. And I think we, we forget um, the pandemic kind of forced people to get more digital and to be able to, to do business that way um, as we go forward. But some of the things that you guys talked about today is is it's something you really got to plan for, right? You got to create that plan, you got to document it. But I think most important um, is you got to get buy-in from, from your people. And, and once you have that buy-in, you evaluate your technologies and processes. Are they up to date and are they ready to do that? And last, it's gotta be a top-down approach, right? It's gotta be leaderships behind it and, and pushing it down for to, to succeed as, as, a, as we go forward. So I wanna thank you both for, for joining us here today and, and really talk about digital transformation. Um, one thing I do ask all my guests is what's on your watch list or your radar um, so that you can, you can tell our viewers like something, some, some topic that you're interested in and, and you think is important to, to just take notice on. So I'll start with you, Diana
1: so i guess just to build from what we've talked about today um i think with with all this technology i think security everybody's really concerned about cybersecurity and and the integrity of their systems and processes to make sure that everything is sound so i mean that's on my watch list um every day we're talking to customers that um, have this concern. It's keeping people up at night. We can't really. We don't want to impact sleep more than we have in the last pandemic, right? Uh, behavioral based, as I've talked about, AI um, approaches to how people work at their computers and their behaviors, and understanding that to help then fine-tune security solutions, is going to be, um, you know, on everybody's mind, um, and especially now with with everything, everyone working remotely and and taking advantage of the clouds and the and the solution so
0: when what's on your watch list
2: yeah I think for uh, for me and and for um, EDG you know obviously I spoke about this um, throughout this conversation Um, the autonomous vehicles I think are gonna have um, a a significant impact um, on how we do things in the future Um, some of the other things that we're kind of taking a watch on are 3d rendering Um, for a lot of our graphical project deliverables that we produce Um, so that's another um, technology that we're kind of keeping our eyes and ears out for as well as um, you know the drone technology at survey grade Um, so those are some of the things that we're keeping a close watch on and um, we are excited to see you know what's going to happen as those develop
0: I like think one thing that's on my watch list is digital currency. You hear people talk about that. There's so many different digital currencies out there. But I guess my question is, at what point will the Fed digitize the US dollar? And if they do, or when they do it, what impact is that going to have on banks um, like Westfield or businesses themselves on, on how they do business? Mm-hmm. So something to think about and, and, and look forward to. So Again, I wanna thank you both for, for joining us here today and, and being part of Westfield Bank's Sharing Knowledge series.
2: Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin.
0: Sharing Knowledge is brought to you by Westfield Bank. Hosted by Kevin Vondro, Chief Lending Officer. From the imagination and creativity of Chris Van Alsdale, Elise Love, Suzanne Favre, Corinne Wilson, a marketing communications strategist at Westfield Bank. Produced, edited, and mixed by Sharkin Minnow. To learn more, visit Westfield-Bank.com. Sharing knowledge and shedding light on the financial industry and power financial freedom.
2: The Sharing Knowledge series of videos, podcast episodes, and articles are for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as legal, tax, financial investment, accounting, or regulatory advice. Opinions expressed and third-party information shared herein do not reflect the opinions of Westfield Bank, Westfield Group, or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. The information shared does not constitute nor is intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any product or service. Testimonials may not be representative of the experience of other customers and are not guarantees of future performance or success. Bank products and services provided by Westfield Bank, member FDIC, an equal opportunity lender.